Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody. Your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. So happy to join you on this, the day of our Lord, here in the chapel for OLA Ministries. That's right. We are we are in church. Church is in service here on a Sunday. In session. Uh, we had yet another round of ice and snow come through the Tulsa metro area so much uh it it really is as if uh winter is in an argument and it keeps storming and back in to say and another another thing thing. yeah that meme is very very true well and this is the second year in a row Tulsa and Oklahoma in general has always had some wild weather 100 winter is not predictable here some winters you won't see nary a drop of snow Others, it is just a white Christmas all season long. Absolutely. Even for the Jewish kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year was just February. Just February. Just like last year was just February. Yep. Apparently February, worst month of the winter. Yeah, it's when all the nasty shit comes. Yeah. Uh, That's March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. In Oklahoma, March comes in like February. Yeah, March comes in and is like, what happened? Yeah. What did you guys do here? What the fuck did February do? Why did the night shift leave so much work for this morning? Uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to stay on it, and I don't want to delve on it. But nope. we we want to start with a, a little bit of uh, uh, seriousness and, and yep. say that we at, at OLA stand with the people of Ukraine, um, and everything that happening is, is happening over there is um, horrific. And uh, Vladimir Putin is a not well man. Vladimir Putin is a scumbag. Very much needs to be stopped. Yeah, he is a scum. He is an old world scumbag that thinks that this. Show of force equals strength. And and as much as him and a small sect of people, both uh, in his own country and abroad, may support that kind of logic, to the majority, the vast majority of the world, Mr. Putin, you are a tiny, pathetic little man. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're a very old piece of shit. Um, and it's embarrassing. And the, and the great thing is, is I'm 42. You're 40? I'm a man. I'm 40. I thought so. And... We are, we are too, are becoming old men. Correct. And and so so really, our words are not the power. But I but I want you to know, Vlad. Can I call you Vlad? Um, Vlad. Vlad. Uh, flawed. Flawed and Vlad are yep. very. They rhyme. So flawed. Let's call you flawed. Flawed. Um, the young people. Hopefully one one day we can call him Vlad the impaled. We'll call him the deceased. Uh, the late flawed Putin. Uh, so flawed Putin. Uh, I want you to know that just because a couple of 40-year-old men say something surely doesn't mean anything to you. You don't give a shit about us. But I want you to know the kids know. The next the generation. They he kn- did win over uh, the older generation, which is just mind-boggling to me considering that those were the ones that came from the era of the 80s um, of uh, the original um, Russia's got to go down. Yeah. Um, and but, Russia's always bad, and you never side with Russia. But the kids uh, with social media now, they know. They know what's happening. They see um, the common Ukraine individuals, just the regular people, picking up weapons to protect their homes. The president out there in the streets, geared up. The mayor of Kiev out there in the streets. The mayor of up. Kiev, former boxing MMA, world. Or boxing? Yes. Okay. Him and his brother, Vitaly Klitschko, is the yeah. mayor. His brother, Vladimir Klitschko, both were, like, just in the era, just on the tail end of, like, uh, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, those years. Yeah. Riddick Bowe, those years. Uh, that's when those guys were, were uh, you know, win, winning belts. Yeah. Um, so, yes, very. Uh, and also the uh, president, uh, former comedian. Yeah, yeah, the co- former stand-up comic, um, 
Vladimir Zelensky. Who is now out in the streets with guns. Yeah. Could you fucking imagine the president of the United States ever putting on a flak jacket and grabbing a fucking gun? I mean, not Never. in my lifetime. No, no. I, I I could see someone like Obama doing it, but it would be it wouldn't be I, I don't believe it would be no. heartfelt. I would Here's believe it would be a photo op. It wouldn't yeah, no, it wouldn't happen because there would be way too many people that would not let it happen. Yeah, it's a good point. Because he's got too many layers of people who are like, No, you need to go in the bunker, sir, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Um but yeah, it's um the kids, the younger generation sees um that this is just an unprovoked attack against innocent people. Well, and here's the thing is that the people of Ukraine have already in the last, within the last decade or more, just over a decade, I think, have already had, no, within the last decade, have already had to stand up to, uh, you know, uh, a p- severe corruption within their own mm-hmm. government installed yeah. by Vladimir Putin, basically. Yeah. Um, in his first attempt of taking over Ukraine, yeah. um, which was by installing, you know, his own people um, that would basically then allow him to come in and take over. That didn't work. The people of Ukraine stood up and said, no, fuck that. You get the fuck out of here. Um, and that guy tucked tail and ran to Russia. Um, and Vladimir Putin was not too happy with him yeah. uh, for failing. Um, and so now we have this and uh, it's fucked up and it just want to I just want to say that if you're listening to this show and if you uh, have any sort of thoughts of uh, I'd rather be Russian than Democrat, uh, fuck right off forever. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened to you uh, where you uh, your your party lines got drawn to the point of of I hate Democrats so much that uh, I, I will side with oh, with brutal uh, murdering dictators it's propaganda these people have been Americans but it's working been... is the problem is that there is a, a, a swath of people who are li- literally siding with vladimir putin because uh basically because this happened under a democrat yeah it, it's 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 all propaganda and unfortunately they, they these people just need to People need to be reading more. They need to be watching more. They need to be looking at more sources uh, to get a better picture. Absolutely. Because it's something you don't see. You don't see this kind of, this blind hatred for the right the way you do for the no, left. That's the thing. That's the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But this isn't a conversation about right and left. Nope, We're not, not going there today because uh, we have way too much to talk about in the entertainment fields. We uh, do. Including some really great trailers. We saw three. Three today. Three and- for three. And great examples, especially in the first and last one, of music really shaping your... Uh, and obviously, that's good trailers. You gotta have good music and a good trailer. Absolutely, you do. But both Nope from Jordan Peele... Man. And the Elvis film from Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. Fantastic music. Is that just gonna be called Elvis? What was it called? Just called Elvis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But let's start with... And then we had... We also have the thing about Pam. Yes. Which, I gotta admit, the music didn't grab me in that trailer, which is so funny because the music was such a big part of the podcast. It was that little kind of dainty little tune that they would use, but I think they've used that in the uh, in some of the other Dateline podcasts. That's more of Dateline's theme. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's yeah. and I get that this movie did not want to be the the podcast come to life. But man, did I want that! I want the sweet, sweet dulcet tones of old Keith. If it had been narrated by Keith Morrison, it would have been a killer trailer. Because <coughs> this, let's talk about the thing about Pam. 
Let's just go ahead and jump to the that. The sweet Canadian golden pipes of Keith Morrison. Uh, and the sweet uh, golden Canadian pipes of Renee Zellweger. Absolutely. Because she's a Canadian. Yeah, fellow Canadian. Yeah, uh, great. All we needed was some Mike Myers <laughs> and some Justin Trudeau. They and- really did uh, did some great makeup work on this uh, in making her look like Pam. Yeah. And and so so the thing about Pam is an interesting podcast because Pam really presents herself as this kind of innocent almost bumbling woman. If you haven't listened to the thing about Pam, it's really fantastic. It's absolutely it's not long. It's only like five episodes? Five or six episodes. About an hour hour or so each. Yeah. Maybe? So it's an easy listen. You I'm not watch. even a true crime guy and it grabbed me right away. It's just such a like yeah th- even without the 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 true crime part, like mm-hmm. just I mean, a lot of it is still crime, but you know, yeah, just the the level of of craziness of this woman and her lies and and everything that went into the story is what makes it so interesting because it's one where uh, occasionally you hear those stories where where you're like, surely no one believed that, yeah, uh, and then you realize that it's. It's easier than you think to be um, deceived sometimes because you have a, an innate want to trust the human being standing in front of you talking to you. You know what I mean? Like when a person stands in front of you and, and nothing about them says uh, that, the, that they shouldn't be trustworthy. That's it. You know? Uh, until we know people, it is often a challenge to know when they are not being 100% truthful. Yeah. You think about parents. Parents know when their kids are lying. Oh, but yeah. that's because they know their kids. That's right. If I meet a stranger and they're telling me stuff, unless the the information is so shockingly wild that it's <laughs> unbelievable, there's no reason I shouldn't believe it. Yeah. And especially the way and I of course we haven't seen the movie. This is just the first trailer that we saw. Yeah. But in the podcast, Pam very much is not someone who would assume is a killer. Right. And and the things that she Is this going to be a series or a movie? I'm this sorry. Is, this is a movie. Oh, okay. This is a movie. This is uh um coming out in June. Uh Nope, NBC limited, limited series. series. Holy shit. Told you. NBC. Nice little, uh, little accidental sound No right bull crap. I didn't see when it's coming out though. Uh I want to say it was pretty soon. It did say it I think Early oh, on. There it is. Here. March 8th. 8th. So, so right, right around, around the, the corner. Hey, yeah. look at that. Um, <laughs> and, and actually, a series would be good because the one thing the episodes did, they, they had teases on the podcast. Yeah. And they kind of set you up with a little like, oh, what's going to happen next? What are we going to learn about her next? And it, it, it really is a case, I think, is if the right people talking and dealing with Pam hadn't gotten wind of a few select bits of information, this woman would have had everyone fooled. Absolutely. It was only just by chance and a few slight And it often is in these situations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to it then, but my pick of the week has a very similar okay. situation. Now, do you have the peacock? Uh, I believe we do, but we don't have the full-on, no commercials, everything oh. accessible version, I don't think. Okay. Because I uh, I have stayed away from the Peacock, despite my love for The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to admit, I would watch this. I'm going to watch So this. I might have to at least sign up for a little quick free preview. Yeah, trial. The Peacock. 
It's a limited series, so if it's if it comes out weekly, you got to wait till the last episode is out. Then get your trials. So That's you a good idea. Binge it. Absolutely. Binge it. Yeah. Speaking of uh, free trials, because you know, you know, that's always a trick—the free trial. Try it for a month, try it for a week, and then and you're then, gonna love it, and you're gonna pay for it. Or what happens is you try it, and you're like, "Ah, that wasn't very good," and then you fucking forget. Forget. They and want then you that, get, and then you get charged again. Either way, they win. That's true. But I got to tell you, one of those trials got me. Which one? You ready? It was not the one I thought it was gonna be. YouTube Premium. Oh, okay. Formerly YouTube Red. Right. Uh, for YouTube Premium. For a couple of years now, I have mocked the idea of a paid YouTube. Yeah. And, and friend of the I'm show. I'm not going to pay to watch speed runs of Legend of Zelda. Right. I, I can wait three seconds and press the button to skip the ad. Yeah. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Uh, YouTube Premium gave me a three-month free trial back in December, right around Christmas. Okay. Or two-month free trial, whatever it sure, was. Sure, sure, sure. And it, it's about to end any day now. And you are just gonna. I'm gonna keep let it. it renewed. I'm gonna pay the twelve dollars a month. Twelve for YouTube Premium. Now, what are the what? Are, what I gotta what tell sold you. you. I gotta tell you. Sell me. Um, closing my phone. You know, like like going putting it to sleep sure. with it still playing. Right. The video will still play, which it doesn't normally do. So if you're enjoying the audio of that video, you can continue listening. Okay. Which I don't use a lot, but let's say I'm watching something and I want to go in the kitchen real quick. I'll just yeah. close the phone and put it with, bring it with me, and I'm still listening. Yes. That kind of stuff I love. I do. Because uh, yep. otherwise also. you have to keep your phone open while you're walking. You, yes. you might touch it, you know. We know. The ease is great. But the thing that got me is I got to be honest, man. I did not realize how much better YouTube was with no ads. Oh, I bet. It is game-changing. <laughs> I bet. To put on a video and it just plays, and I don't have to watch the goddamn Limu Emu. I don't know how many times I've checked out of videos once an ad started. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, the one that gets me is occasionally, I don't like to fall asleep to something playing. I tend to cl- turn it off right before I go to sleep. But occasionally that does not work, and you fall asleep and it continues playing. And then five minutes later, I wake up to the latest horror trailer. Because YouTube will play like these, the, if it's like Autoplay. Exorcist 9, the worst one yet, that one will like blare loudly between videos. Cool. And then my put, like my scared ass has to wake up and be like, oh, great, now I'm watching a horror movie trailer. Mm. Yeah. You don't like being scared. I don't like being scared at all. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm trying to be comforted in my golden years. You I, don't like knowing things are trying to get you. No, no, nothing's coming to get me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm oh, sorry. God. It was just me. It was just me. Why would you? It was just me. The rhythm is not here. I heard it. It said, oye, oye. It's not going to get you. It, that's what the rhythm does. The rhythm gets you. The rhythm gets. <laughs> Whatever you want, the rhythm gets. Get it? Leo gets. So, yeah. So, I am, I'm keeping YouTube premium. And a friend of our show, uh, Sean Baker, has told me that it's a quality service and that I should check it out. And I doubted him. And I want to say on the recording right now, I am sorry. Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas and Sean. <laughs> you were a doubting Thomas. I was a doubting Thomas. Yeah, you were I'm a doubting, doubting Hilton. Was it Doubting Thomas? I think it was Odd Thomas. It's a book by Dean Koontz. It's very good. No, not that. Was it Was it Tom King, friend of the show? No, it was like a... Yeah, I don't know if he uses A Doubting Thomas is a skeptic who refused to believe without direct personal experience. I was the Doubting Thomas. A reference Thomas. to the Gospel of John's decept- 
depiction of the Apostle Thomas. I'm sorry, Lord. In John's account, refused to believe that the resurrected Jesus had appeared to the 10 other apostles until he could see and feel Jesus's crucifixion wounds. So 10 dudes came up to him and was like, hey, our buddy Jesus is back. And he, and he was, was like, like, nah. I don't fucking believe you. I mean, I get the first dude, the second dude. Uh, maybe who's the one that sold him out? Judas? Yeah, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. But like, if like eight other dudes come up to you, like if eight dudes tell me something and they're not all wearing MAGA hats, I believe them. <clears throat> but um, but maybe if you already knew that those 10 guys were kind of full of shit and they were kind of in cahoots together. All my friends are full of shit. To be full of shit. Anyways, um, so yeah, Doubting Thomas. Doubting yeah. Thomas. I was the Doubting Thomas. And it's okay to not. be a Doubting Thomas. It's, I've been. I've seen the light. It is. It is a quality. It is. It is worth twelve bucks of but my money. But listen, being a Doubting Thomas is what made you make it prove itself to you, and it did. It did. It did. And and I see I, the minute I saw that free opportunity, I did take it. And I and I I knew what part of me was like, yeah, free thing. I'll cancel it. I. First thing I did was set a date on my calendar a few days before the actual oh, date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing is, like, I'll, I will set reminders, too, of, like, cancel that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I don't want that dumb thing. I just watched. I just wanted to watch that one I documentary had, or whatever. I had two years of free Apple TV. I did not watch a single Apple TV show. I canceled it on time, and then a week later, I learned about that show everybody likes. Ted Lasso? That one. It's very good. That's what I hear. But I will never see it unless Apple offers me another free year. <laughs> But that's you got to get a new iPhone or something, and then and then be like, uh, "This is part of my terms and conditions. I, I signed yours. Here's yeah. mine. Yeah. Here's my list of demands. I expect a free <laughs> month of Ted Lasso. That's what we as consumers need to start doing, right? Yeah. You go into your cell phone provider, and they're like, "Hey, contract's up. It's like it's time to renew," and you're like, "Well, here's my list of demands." I mean, how would we make that work? Ah. Uh, well, it would require a lot of people, at least temporarily, going without phones as they initially tell all of us to go fuck ourselves. And then we say, well, fine, I just won't pay you anymore. Yeah. And then if enough people do that, then they'll have to cave to our, our bidding. That's the problem is the organization. Yeah. We don't get organized enough. People are also way too addicted to their phones. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, not saying I'm not, but you know, organized efforts don't take into account individual needs. If you told me, if you told me that like I, if I could go without my phone for a month, that it would like topple the cell phone industry uh, to its knees and to where they worked for us, oh, then I, I could do it very easily. Yeah. Could you? Um, yeah, yeah. I could. We're kids of the '90s. We, yeah, I could. Okay. Yeah, we lived without phones for long, long times. It, it'd be a, uh, uh, that first week would not be pleasant. The whole month would not be pleasant, Hilton. But <laughs> guess what? <laughs> it'd be worth it. Fuck yes, it would be worth it. It'd be worth it to see them grovel it to us. Yeah, take us back, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the thing about Pam is, is that it looks pretty good. Looks pretty uh, good. Does not look as compelling as the podcast. It's just because you don't got old Keith. Keith Morrison, man. He you don't got that it. sweet, sweet touch. Very, very handsome voice. It's, it really is. Really, it's a voice I date. I would let him read to me about tax operations. I'd let him rail me. Hilton, <laughs> just the voice though. I've seen Keith Morrison. Yeah, I was gonna say he's in whole demand. <laughs> yeah, I don't one. know if he can man. rail you. <laughs> Not without a pill first. <laughs> well, I don't just physically like. Can he rail someone <laughs> at this point? Break a hip. <laughs> yeah, he'll break your hip. Nope. 
<laughs> Good segue. Nope, by Jordan Peele. What if he was that strong though? If you were like old ass Keith Morrison took me to took me to Pound Town and he broke my <laughs> fucking hip. <laughs> what did he? He, oh, he busted this up. Uh, no, what if what if the mysterious uh, happenings in the desert in Nope is just Keith Morrison railing a dude? <laughs> The thing about <laughs> the thing about Keith. The thing about Keith. Nope. Is, oh boy. Nope looks scary as shit. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> moving on. Nope looks scary as shit. And all we got You were right though, like very early in the trailer. I was like, oh, this is spooky. Yeah. This is spooky, spooky. So it's like it starts with um uh the young woman talking about her her family's history in, in early Their pictures. Uh, how it was, you know, how it connected back to the earliest uh of cinematography, which showed a black man on a horse. Right. Um, and then it just cuts to this farm out in the middle of the desert, and uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Kaluuya, Kaluuya, how, how the fuck do you say his name? Kaluuya, man, poor man, I'm just butchering his name. You know, Daniel Kaluuya. I said it right at the end there. Kaluuya. It says two U's, man. For a split second, I thought that his character's name was James Hollywood. <laughs> it is Haywood. Haywood. <laughs> I was like, did they name him James Hollywood? Well, I don't like that, Jordan Peele. But Daniel Kaluuya in the desert, in the dark, with the horse. And it's just, you see lights in the distance, and then that horse scream and run. Well, no, first you hear, see, I don't think. Do you hear human screams? Absolutely. I thought you might, yeah. You okay. hear a bunch of, like, muttered, muddled, like, sounds together. Yeah. And then in the midst of that is, like, very clearly a human-esque scream yeah. of some sort and then the horse and just then the off. horse is like i'm the fuck out of here let go of me daniel and just in that little bit of cinematography and 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 soundtrack terrifying jordan peele is very very good at this genre of filmmaking shockingly good uh i believe he could i, I believe that he could do whatever kind of movie he wants to oh, i really do of just course. seeing especially seeing the way he directs a movie uh, well and the man has now proven himself in both comedy and horror which uh -huh. are considered to be two of the most difficult styles of of, of filmmaking and, and theater yeah and i want to go watch keanu again did you watch that no which one the was movie keanu? the movie with uh him and uh keegan michael key no uh, with the kitten no, I didn't see that. It's so good. Is that funny? It's very funny. Okay. It, it's very silly and stupid in many ways, but it's so... It's a good, fun watch. They should bring back Key and Peele, but it should be a horror, like a horror anthology. Oh. Like, just like do Key and Peele, but then when we tune in, it's like, oh, these are five <clears throat> horror vignettes. Okay. That'd I be, could see that. That'd be fun. Also, we wouldn't expect it. Also, Keegan-Michael Key needs to get in on some of this. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're done working. Maybe together. they're done. Maybe yeah. they're done. Maybe it's a Rogan Franco thing. Could be. What, what's Key been up to? Who knows? Key, what you been doing? Oh, he's been doing lots of TV and I stuff. I want to see receipts. Oh, he's good? Yeah, he's, okay, been, doing, he's been doing stuff. Key, you're cool. I mean, he's not as good as Peel. But well, he's not making fucking movies that are terrifying me in the trailer. He's not. I really oh, I, I need you to terrify. And it's, this is beautiful. As oh, well. yeah. All Shot the, beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. Everything looked gorgeous. And, and the... Uh, I mean, another one. And if you can make a farm look good, well, and he has a distinct <laughs> style. He he's like a horror Shyamalan, where there's a lot of mystery and uncertainty that I plays very into much the fear. got that from this trailer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and the this others had did like too. signs, feelings of signs. What was the last one? Was it Us? Mm -hmm. uh, with the they had that like mirror family mm -hmm. where they were like the the family in the beginning, but they were very scary and kind of creepy looking, and it turned out that they were like doubles. Like, yeah, that was by the government scary. or something. And it was the same kind of thing. It was like some mystery to it. It was terrifying, but yeah. there was also mystery. Right. And I think that's really, 
he's playing in that that uns- that the, the the fear of the uncertain, which is is a very real thing, and and he's. And I and I know there you know you talk about the flipping the script and he's kind of putting racist tropes on its head and there's some of that there too, um, but what's great is the way that he can make this about uh, he can bring in racial issues but also touch on things that are so universal. Absolutely, it's a great way to make sure that all of us have our butts in those seats because everybody gets scared. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck exactly who you are, and. Fuck if there isn't anything that will make you sympathize with a character than More to than... experience fear alongside them. Yeah, being terrified of something Happening. super scary. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing that'll make you forget about racial division than a monster. Yeah, exactly. A literal monster. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. but you get like a Klansman and a and a black guy in a room and a monster is coming. Oh yeah, they they're just probably can... going to figure out how to work together against the monster at least temporarily. Probably. Let's the Klansman might make the wrong choice though. I mean, hopefully the black guy just throws the Klansman at the monster and <laughs> runs away. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> That's the right choice. Um what's the third one? Oh, Elvis. Oh yeah. Elvis. Elvis. Lerman. Baz Lerman. What else has he done? What do we know him for? Uh, Romeo, I know his name, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Right? Okay, uh, Strictly Ballroom, and never um, saw that. I never saw that either. And then the one with Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor, Moulin Rouge. Never saw that. I've seen parts of that. Um, and voulez-vous coucher? I did not moi, see it. C'est soi. The thing about Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet Je is no quoi. both were exceptionally stylized. Um, uh-huh. Romeo and Juliet, of course, the original Shakespeare play uh, done in a modern setting, uh, in a modern West Side Story-esque gang setting. Yeah. With the uh, Montagues and the Capulets at war. Um, and Jamie Kennedy. And Jamie Kennedy. Was Jamie Kennedy in it? Yeah. Was he? <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, he sure was. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of modern music in that. Um, and... Moulin Rouge, the same thing. Uh, the story of the old Moulin Rouge in France, uh, back in I want to say the 1800s. It may have been even way earlier. Uh, set to modern songs like mm-hmm. "Boulevard Boucher avec moi," "C'est soi." Um, Coming in? <laughs> uh, I can't. I'm tired. I'm old. Um, Ew! I, uh, <laughs> boy, you nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was a cum joke. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis with um, Tom Speaking Hanks. Speaking of cum jokes. As Colonel Tom Parker. Elvis does not seem to be that much of a stylized film. It seems like more of a classic narrative. Um, and of course. Although the use of the modern music in the trailer. Yeah. In the beginning, whenever he first starts dancing. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, it was like, I don't know what style you'd call it, but it was. Uh, you know, a very um, aggressive modern, uh, yeah. Go, go right, right around there. Let's just play it right there. See what what we're talking about. Get a haircut, Buttercup. Get a haircut, Buttercup. His hair is not very long, for the record. Into a superhero. Right here. Yeah. It's like dubstep Elvis. Yeah, it definitely had a feel like um 
Because there was some guitar and drums there, which, of course, Elvis did have a live band. But this was more of like a real heavy rock. Yeah, it obviously it was, was not the music that was coming out of the band yeah. behind him. Yeah, they really kind of played it up. And it had a little bit of that dubstep feel of like the the sort of electronic tinge to it. Well, and the funny thing is that the later parts of the trailer do lean on Elvis music. You uh-huh. hear his version of... Um, uh, what's the classic uh, Wright Brothers, uh, Righteous Brothers song? Um, oh, my love, yeah, yeah, yeah. my darling. Uh-huh. That song. He sings that song, uh, and it is the classic Elvis version of that, which is a hauntingly beautiful take on that song. Um, so this will have some period music, clearly, uh, and it may have some kind of stylized stuff like we've seen in other Lorman movies. What it also has is Tom Hanks looking as gross and lascivious as ever. Yeah, they really did a number on him to make him look uh, like Colonel Tom. Like an old Tennessee farm boy. Uh, from Tom. Germany, right? from Germany? I don't... He had an accent, Oh, he did right? have an accent, didn't he? Yeah, he was... Uh, he, he presented himself as kind of a Midwestern guy, but he was, he was not from here, was he? Uh, pulling it up right now. He was a Dutch born. Dutch boy, that's what that is. Yeah, he was uh, born in uh, uh, the Netherlands. Oh, uh, and then, uh, yeah, died in Las Vegas in '97. '97. Mm-hmm. Man, wow. At the ripe old age of eighty-eight. 87. Oh, eighty-eight says there. Or eighty-seven. Yeah, he was eighty-seven. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was doing the math wrong. Oh. But um, uh, really stunning performance. Uh, uh, Hanks really seems to be in rare form. Uh, trying to well, play. he's playing not a very good man. Exactly, um, which is neat to see because Hanks has always been the hero. Absolutely uh, uh, of the movie and of all our lives, frankly. I mean, I I don't know that I'm ready for Hanks to do a heel turn. You but... me- remember he got COVID so he could see what it was like before any of us. Oh, did COVID turn him into a heel? That's what it was. No, he was actually shooting this when he got COVID. Oh shit. But see, he, you know, he got he uh, played a villain and God was like, nope. I see what happened. Okay, so he got so into character, he was like, if Tom Parker was alive today, he, he would, would definitely be a, yeah. a, a vax denier. Uh, he would definitely uh, think that it was a hoax. Oh, yeah. And he would definitely not wear masks. And then, oops, got COVID. And then gave it to his wife. Ah, beans. Poor Rita. Poor Rita. What did Rita ever do to anybody? Yeah, like at all. What does she do? I mean, maybe not every movie she's done is the best movie ever. Does she act anymore? Uh, if if so, I am unaware. Yeah, let's look up Rita Wilson. Do it. Rita Wilson uh, filmography. <laughs> what is she been up what to? Are you, yeah, what are you doing, Rita? Rita, what are you up to, Rita? What a cute picture of her. Her name was Margarita Ibriminoff. Oh, no. Wow, Margarita. Oh, no. That's fantastic. She. Oh, man, she's not even responsible for Colin Hanks? That's under a different... That's not his... She's not Colin Hanks' mom? I did not know that. She is Chet Hanks' mom, though. Of course. Oh, my God, Chet Hanks also spells his name as H-A-N-X? Ugh. You that see, guy sucks. Chet Hanks is a trip, man. <laughs> I can't get over that, dude. He sucks so hard. Chet Hanks should be in a Jordan Peele movie because nope. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Why, man, she's working her ass off. Oh, yeah. She's working her ass off. Rita, you're working more than Tom. 
My bad. I take it all back. You're the star of this show. You should be Colonel Tom Parker. We're doing more television. I want to see Colonel Rita Parker. Is that just television you're looking at there? Oh, yeah. There's film. Oh, fuck. Look, still yeah, busy as hell. She, yeah. She was in Borat, too. What? I don't not remember that. She was in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, too. What? They made that. Well, did they get divorced and remarried, or is it a different Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yeah, who was in number two? Whose Big Fat Greek Wedding is it? Life is in shambles. Her travel agency and the family dry cleaners have closed due to recession. The only business. Oh well, is I see restaurant. why she got the job. Look at the second second producer. Oh, Tom Hanks. Oh, Tommy's and a Rita producer. Wilson. Oh, Tom and Rita made this movie. Did they make the first one? I don't know. <laughs> this is really impressive. Why am I pretending to be angry about this? I just want to know if did they make the first my big fat Greek wedding? Who's big fat? Who's fat? Can you say that anymore? My 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 big stout Greek wedding. <laughs> <laughs> my big boned Greek wedding. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to fat shame anyone's wedding, my, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like that. Okay, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson also produced the first one. God damn, they're amazing. What are their hands not on? I had so they're responsible for Nia Vardalos. You know, they really are at what the center of to? this giant Hollywood cabal. Yeah. <laughs> They're running everything. Look at her in that smile. What a cutie. Who? Nia. Oh, oh. What yeah. a cutie. I missed it. What has she been up to? Not much. Oh, my God. There's a third one in, in plans. No. Oh, my God. We need. We don't need. We needn't any more fat Greek weddings. <laughs> no more um, Greek weddings. My... My my post lap surgery Greek wedding. <laughs> my post lap band surgery. Um, Elvis looks good. Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, nope, looks terrifying. Three for three on these trailers. Yeah, even I'm thinking in, about Pam, I'm not 100 percent on board with the movie, but I know the story. Series limited series. Limited right? series. Excuse me, but yeah. it's going to be get worth it right it. or pay the price. <laughs> pay the price of Peacock. <laughs> What is that? Fifteen ninety nine a month? I don't even know. I it? think that might be for like the, the full one, the, the full on no commercials. I'm I'm not a fan because the problem is just about all of them are now fifteen bucks a month. Here's my thing: I don't like this bullshit of like, here's the free one with a bunch of ads, but here's one you pay for with a little bit of ads. Yeah, that's bullshit. And then here's one you pay for with no ads. Yeah. Well, the problem and is, and then you know what they'll still do? They'll still hit you with their own fucking ad. Mm-hmm. Oh, this doesn't count because it's ours. Yeah, we're advertising for our own stuff. No, no, no! I paid you to not do this. Yeah. Problem I don't, is, I don't like. No, sir. I don't like it. And those prices keep going up too. Oh yeah, that's a big problem. Pretty soon, forty-five bucks a month for your for, for your YouTubes. Better fucking then, it's, not. then we're back to the cable company. Exactly, and that's what it is. It's a Cyclical. slow, slow path back to the cable company. Yep. Well, essentially, it's just now on the internet instead of through cable. Yeah. Fuck. Dumb. Fuck. Dumb. Capitalism rules. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All I gotta do is put Michael Keaton back in the bat suit, and there we are. Is he gonna do it? He is in it. He's in Batgirl. Michael as Keaton, Batman? As Batman. And then he's in The Flash as Batman. What? Yeah, Michael Keaton is going to be in two movies as Batman this year. What? Mm-hmm. And he's the Vulture? Yeah, and he's Vulture over at Marvel. Whoa, double dipping. Mm-hmm. He is. He's double dipping in the universes. You can do that, though. He's got a toe in each universe. Yeah, you can do that. If you're Michael Keaton, who else can do that? Um, Michael Rooker. 
He was in the new Suicide Squad, and then he's Yondu. Oh, shit. Good call. This is much more um, A-list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as far as the superheroes go, though, uh, I'm trying to think who else. I don't think that I don't know if I can think of anyone else off the top of my head. Ah. Uh, such... um, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, another ancillary character that you can wait. Who's he in the Marvel universe? He's uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, who's that's what I meant. Sorry, who's he in the DC universe? Uh, Jim Gordon. Gotham City Police Chief Jim Gordon. In what? Justice in League. One? Oh, see, I didn't see that piece of shit. <laughs> you should watch it. I can't, man. I tried like the first. I didn't even get to J.K. Simmons, yeah. apparently, because I just couldn't do it. I hated every second of the dialogue. And I think he's back in Batgirl, too. Back in Batgirl. Because I'm back in Batgirl. Back in Batgirl. <laughs> uh, that didn't Put work. Put on the cow. Too. Um, yeah. Jesus' return of 1989 Batman. Was he po- so- Keaton posted this silhouette photo showing the shadow of him in the bat suit. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You know what I found out about Michael Keaton? Huh? His name is Michael Douglas. What? Yep. Middle name Douglas? Nope. Last name Douglas. What's his middle name? It's not Keaton. Shit. Where did Keaton come from? Mom's maiden name, maybe? Check this out. Michael Keaton's real name. Oh, hang on. King's real name, Michael John Douglas. <sighs> the other Michael Douglas must have already been established, huh? He was. The other Michael Douglas, uh, seven years older than Michael Keaton. Uh, yeah, 77. Michael Keaton is 70, 70 years old. 70, yeah. You guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let you your, guys. You, you've heard Never Meet Your Heroes? Don't let him age either. Beetlejuice is 70, bro. Yeah. You want to know why this is not going to be another Beetlejuice? Because he's, he's 70. 70. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's an epidemic. <laughs> Aging. Aging. So dumb. We've got to cure it. Why have we not gotten on top Why of it? Why is there not a cure? I know. Have you seen Joe Biden is practically dead and uh, you yeah, think yeah, he would yeah. want to stop this? He can't put on a flak jacket. The former president get out there. Was almost dead and he didn't put oh, a he, stop to it. He definitely can't put on a flak jacket. It would they cripple his knees. Now. They're yeah. already carrying so much. He's a very, very bad man. Fat is what you meant to say. <laughs> yeah, very my big fat president. My big fat bad president. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Nailed King. it. So I I gotta give it up for DC. DC has officially just thrown whatever the fuck at the wall and seen what sticks. They got Robert Pattinson Batman. They've got um they've got Michael Keaton Batman. They've got uh the Flash jumping between universes. They're just going hog wild. And I'm all for it, man. Fuck it. Start just telling me all sorts of stories. And the ones that I like, I will pay for. I'll keep, and the other ones I will throw in the trash. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's what people have been doing with comics forever. Um, Marvel Comics in the middle of the 90s came out and said, Peter Parker is not the real Spider-Man, it's Ben Riley." And the reader said, fuck you! And they went back to it. And that's what's going to happen in the movies. Ben Riley, huh? Yeah, Ben Riley. I don't know who the fuck that is. I tried to make him Spider-Man for a while. And people said, nah, dog. They're like, nope. They're like, no, he's, uh, Peter Parker is the clone. Ben Riley is the real one, always has been. And we're like, no. And nah. like, okay, my bad. That was wrong. Jake, just kidding. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. And that's, yeah, J.K. 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 Simmons. That's what they do. J.K. Simmons, geez. <laughs> but yeah. And, and But now that we have the multiverse concept over at Marvel and over at DC, we can do those things. That well, really does open up a lot of fun play, like, or opportunities to... To sort of play around, you know? It, it can either 
it can either make things worse by overcomplicating things, but it gives you a way to kind of in-universe make changes and explain them. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to have a different actor play a character, that door is open for them now. They want to have uh, things change in the character's world, that, that door is open for them now. Yeah. You know, which is great. It and, is neat. And it, it's a new era in storytelling for these kind of uh, blockbuster films, which we haven't seen before. Word. Um, and... Obviously, the next big thing about that is how do you make money on these properties even when you're not in the movie theater? And the way to do that is to give you a, a vacation themed as one. How the, the, the Disney cruise, as it were. Yeah, exactly. The Disney cruise, but in, quote-unquote, in space. In space. Did we talk about Galactic Star Cruiser a few weeks ago? I feel like we might have mentioned that it was a thing that was going to happen. So Galactic Star Cruiser was Disney's Star Wars-themed vacation. Right. Where you go and you pay a, an exorbitant amount of money. $6,000. $6,000 for a two-night stay on a Star Wars-themed vessel traveling through space. That's three grand a night, fam. fam. I don't know if you do math. Yeah. That's a lot of dough. Yeah. And you essentially get to live out a Star Wars adventure during your time there. Encountering characters that are uh, fully in character. Uh, uh, locations that are Star Wars themed, and even your room is Star Wars themed. Man. Um, so Disney released a video previewing this experience, and it was mocked so heavily on YouTube that they took the video down. Whoa. And they cut all talk about this. But apparently Galactic Star Cruiser is still happening. It is a hotel where in the hotel it is a theme as if you were on a space excursion. So uh, it's not what it was going to be? No, it is. It was never like a like a trip. It was always a hotel, but it's it's themed. So you look out the quote unquote yeah. window when you're really looking at a video screen showing you something. In fact, this article on Gizmodo that I read, the writer actually had a chance to take his family to Galactic Star Cruiser and experience the adventure. Okay, and, so we got a first hand account now. Yeah, and what he said was essentially six thousand dollars will get you nearly any vacation you could want many of them multi-day in fantastic locations. But if you have this kind of money and you want the Star Wars experience, this is that. Okay. He admitted it was overpriced. He admitted it could be money better spent in a million other ways, except for he did talk about Disney parks. And he said that a Disney park will easily eat up this kind of cash and you will have a fraction of the experience. Wow. Because this, him and his family were busy the whole day. They were constantly engaged. They give you these, essentially these modded cell phones that give you your itinerary. Okay. And cast members communicate with you. And it's like, it's part of what brings you into the world, the alternate reality experience. So like you'll get messages from like some Star Wars character that you met who's a guy in costume mm. at the hotel. And so the author said that because of that level of immersion, his family was a little bit more engaged. It wasn't like Disney where you go, you maybe go on five rides, you spend 90% of the time standing in line, and then by the time you've done five things, you're tired and you got to go home or go back to the hotel to, what's the word, to recoup, mm. you know, to re-energize. Yeah. He said this didn't happen here, mm. that this was a fun, constant adventure engaged in Star Wars stuff. Build your own lightsaber, go to a, a bar and watch a singing Twi'lek. Uh, you know, see some Sith and Empire guys battle it out. Or right. not Sith, Jedi and Empire guys battle it out. Or I guess it's First Order, because it's set in the sequel trilogy era. Okay. The Resistance versus the First Order. Right. So way too expensive. 
For sure. But if you got the money and that's what you want to do, it sounds like you will get what you want out of the experience. Now, which is good to hear. because I, I would love to see the Venn diagram of Star Wars fans and Star Wars fans that have $6,000 for vacation. Yeah, for sure. And see how big that crossover area is. I got to bet. You know, I, I know where you're going with that, but I think you're, you're may not, maybe not as right as you think. You gotta, I'm willing to bet that there are a lot of Star Wars fans lot. that could. However, your average run-of-the-mill everyday yeah. fan of the franchise no. does not have $6,000 for a vacation. But that's because the Venn diagram of the average fan of the franchise and the Venn diagram of the average person in general Who is has pretty six, close. That's true. Because, and, and admittedly, not everyone loves Star Wars. The author even talks about how his wife was indifferent and his kids knew nothing about it. I hate it. Really? On record. Hate it. You hate Star Wars? No, you don't. Top to bottom. No, hate you, it. you don't at all. No, that's Star no, Trek. No, no, no. Okay. You hate Star Trek? We've talked about this extensively. How you hate it? You never told me you hate Star Trek. Oh, I don't like it at all. Why no. not? I it's just great. I don't think it's good. Watch some. I have. You clearly haven't. I've watched several. Phil no, if you, see, if you don't think it's good, you, that's that's so wrong. We talked about the whales last week. You were interested. No, I wasn't. We watched the scene with the boobox. I was. No, no, no. You're you're correct. Yeah. I was interested, but not for the reason you think I'm interested. <laughs> I feel like in the last week you have grown in hatred for Star Trek. This was not last week. Last week. Oh, somebody you, out there can make a super cut I of all the times. I could have beamed you up last week. I would love so. I would love to have the patience to go through 200 plus episodes and single out all the times that we I've been even, like Star Trek is trash. We can't even make a commercial. <laughs> uh, yes we can surely we can yeah probably not though uh hail satan <laughs> uh i uh, i'm not going to this but I'm, I'm definitely glad that they're at least getting it right yeah i'm not balling like that uh because at least for the people who want to do it it is available it sounds like a unique experience Ooh, that's a lot of money it does that's a lot Another Indiana Jones? It's done filming. It is real. Indiana wow. Jones 5 has wrapped, wrapped filming and shared a production image showing old-ass Indiana Jones. Oh, nope, just his hat. Oh, so that must be from the last That's movie. That's not even, like, the hat. Yeah, that, yeah it's just a... This is a bullshit production th- ball cap. This is indie. Yeah. Indie, that is such. that is some late fucking stage movie Thanks, making Frank bullshit. Thanks, Frank Marshall. That's a wrap. Indie. So is Frank Marshall making this one? I think he's involved with it. Oh, James Mangold is directing? I thought Spielberg was going to direct. Nope. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know about that. We'll be de-aged for at least a portion of the movie. Oh, Ford will be de-aged for a portion of the movie. Oh, man, that's going to be dumb. I just... I'm amazed that they decided to do a fifth one after yeah, the last one. I have... I mean, I love... The Indiana Jones, the first three, yeah, so much. Uh, the second one, I think I've seen a hundred times. A Raider or um, a Temple of Doom? Absolutely, that's the weakest one. Oh, it's the best one, in my opinion. Really, I love it. It's so wacky. It sounds like something someone who hates Star Trek would say. And wild, yeah. No, I love it. I like it too, honestly. Um, the 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 scene in the in the 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 the, 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 the nightclub in the beginning when he's mm-hmm. wrestling for the gem. Um, During anything goes, yeah, anything goes. Um, the fucking plane scene, everything was short round. Uh, Jonathan Kikwan is fantastic in that. No time for love, Doctor Jones. No time for love. Um, the uh, obviously the Sankara stones, the entire bit with Mola Ram. Uh, 
the so good. It's a fun movie. It's a yeah. fun adventure movie. It's very dumb. They reach inside adventure. some the people. It's the only movie that really reaches inside your heart and pulls it out and <laughs> well, has it, shows it inside you. your hand as as you die. Um, oh, that was you get to so see Evil cool. Indy, Evil Indiana Jones. Yeah, which is fun. It's a very Superman three moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, is that uh, Kate Capshaw? Yeah, Kate Capshaw, former wife of Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. maybe current wife. I don't know who the fuck he's married to. I'm not going to wiki it either. What was the Family Guy joke? Ladies only in movie because she's banging director. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But honestly, let's be honest though. The best movie of the Indiana Jones franchise is Last Crusade. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Sean Connery is being like basically the comic relief of the movie. Yeah, kind of. He's like he's the he's the the bringing in Joe Pesci and Lethal Weapon. Well, by the third movie, <laughs> Indiana Jones was essentially a superhero. He was uh, he could he was he was a, a, a always come wins against the bad guys. It had a little bit of a diehard uh, arc. Yeah. Where well, yeah he went from normal guy uh, archaeologist to yeah damn near invincible superhero. Then by the th- so you the, the the beauty of Sean Connery just being like Junior you know and just kind of constantly like demeaning him. I hate it when you call me that, Dad. It was kind of fun to to have him be like you're nothing special you're just a. You're just an arrogant boy who and won't listen to his father. And then you find out that the, that the dog's name was Indiana. Yeah. Fucking comedy. Gold. So funny. Well, and it was just, it was such a great movie because, I mean, in the end, Indy still comes out the hero in that. He's still the fucking superhero. He's going to live forever at the end of that movie. Yeah. I mean, so turns out he doesn't because he's 105 years old in the fifth one, fourth one. But Four, fifth, five, one, four, five, fifth, whatever. Six. The fifth one? Fifth. Fifth. That's exactly what it was. Five the Anna Jones. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, third one's the best. First one's good, but it's got some dumb plot holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't need a fifth one. Definitely not after what you did to the fourth one. I just, you had the dumb aliens. You had, um... It was bad. What's the, who's the chick that had the, the bad Russian accent? Don't remember. Um, Ray Winstone was bad in that. Ray Winstone's great and everything. Yeah, didn't like it. No, it's no good. No, sir. I don't like it. And then who was Mutt? Who who played the kid? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, no. Nah, I don't need it. LaBeouf. Uh, Margot um, Margo Kidder was back in it. Mm-hmm. Margot uh, LaBeouf. Margot LaBeouf. <laughs> Is she back in this next one? I don't know. Because they're married now. That was the other thing. That was, Wait, she, who's married? In the in the franchise? Yeah, in the end of the fourth one. Indy and Marianne got married. So I don't think I finished it. Really? Yeah, I think I turned it off. It's a new thing that I've that I've decided that I Walk don't. Away. I don't have to finish bad movies. Don't if I'm not enjoying it because it's bad. You do. If you know, just... sometimes there's a movie that's like this is really bad, but it's fun. Jurassic like Park Three, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh yeah, same. so fucking bad, but man, I could not turn it off. He knew where to put the axe. So funny. Wow. So funny. He knew for something that was not supposed to be a comedy. He knew hilarious. Where to put the axe. The axe was magical. And he knew so... where to put it. Kong knew where to put. They had to know how funny that is. The axe. They had to know that people would just laugh. He knew where to put it. Up his ass. <laughs> no. Whoa. No. Was that not it? That is not it. That's what I saw. Uh, what do you got? I don't know what I got. Oh. I don't know what I got. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We gotta do this. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. man. Okay. I, oh boy. I I did not expect this. I was scrolling. I saw it once, and then I saw it second time shared by friend of the show, Zach Slusher. Mm-hmm. 
and it's the. Oh, new... then it was shared in our group chat by a friend of the show, Andrew Deacon. Oh, was it? I missed that. Um, Corey Feldman, uh huh, of the Goonies, and Michael Jackson defender fame, and Lost Boys, and Lost Boys, Dream and, a Little Dream, uh, License to Drive, License to Drive, epic, and then uh, fading from the public consciousness for about twenty years, is back. For the most part, he came back for a little while. He tried uh, to. Well, and then he did. Do you remember the Today Show appearance he had? Yeah, and he was okay. like drugged. He was talking about um, abuse in Hollywood, uh-huh. where maybe he was uh, molested or, or raped, even. Yeah, tried to bring what he called what he said were some very true allegations to light. Yeah, he was apparently trying to make a movie, and he kind of got a documentary. Kind of got shut ignored. down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't even one hundred percent recall it, but definitely someone who seems to have not. I am willing to bet 100% that there is some deep, deep trauma in his history. Something very terrible happened to him as a child actor. Yeah. Uh, I I would say he needs needs someone, he needs some advocates in his corner. Absolutely. Whether it's help. But he's bad at making music. He's he's bad at making some decisions, unfortunately. Yeah. And this latest song is one of them. I have not heard this yet. I'm very excited. This is called Comeback King, featuring Curtis Young by Corey Feldman. Who's Curtis Young? What time it is. You'll see if we get that far. It's Wait. a comeback. I'm the comeback, comeback king. I am missing, missing nothing. If it's going to, going to swing, you better make it sting. He's still dressing like Michael Jackson. Get you down on the floor, they're going to keep it. They just kick you some more and treat you like spit. Because when you reach for the door, they're going to close it. You're a beautiful soul, but no one knows it. It's true, we all have sadness. Is that we're lost when we must look inwards Show them who is boss I'm the comeback, comeback king I am Man. missing, missing nothing If it's going to, going to swing You better make it sting Cause I'm the comeback king I'm the comeback, comeback king You know, know what I mean When I'm gone, it's end of scene Like a blank screen, you can never I can't. This is so. It's like not even. It's not funny. Here comes Curtis. This is the furthest I've made it. There's two minutes left. You guys. It's a trip, right? It's a cry for help. It's a cry for help. 
we talked a little bit off mic about we're all the star of our own show. That's the, the, the general nature of consciousness is you're the, you're the guy, you're number one. And it, 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 it can kind of led to forgetting that there's a whole world of people out there. And when you release a song where the chorus is, I'm the comeback king, and you've been a person who's been out of the spotlight for a while, that to me screams, you think you're the star of this show. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you'd think that, like, um, to, and, to, to, to claim the crown of comeback king, uh, one would need um, a comeback. A successful comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it just rings true. Of, yeah, you, of, can, you came back. You're back. Any, any, any emotional person who's been down and out from any situation has had that moment in their head where they've been, been, been alone and been like, oh, man, I, I hope I can come back from this. Uh-huh. Corey wrote a song about it. Listen, I genuinely hope that he gets the therapy he much, much needs. He needs someone to tell him give him a little guidance here a, a mentor a father figure a, a family member a, a good friend, a therapist a therapist a good yeah. therapist yeah yeah so, someone to be like you just need to stay out of the spotlight and work on you for a little bit well like you were good at acting why not give that a go again instead of still dressing like michael jackson in a music video oh and that music video too is i noticed a lot of mannerisms that to me spoke as if he was trying to very much capture that kind of spirit Oh, he's 100% doing specific Michael Jackson dance moves. Yeah. That are 100% Michael Jackson and a, like, yeah. No, no, no. It's not like it just coincidentally looks sort of like something he would do. No, he's very they much are, taking from his time yeah. under his wing. I mean, yes. Yeah. Those are dance moves that Michael Jackson and even either the singing invented style. or are specifically known for. His singing style on the chorus reminds me so much of... He's of trying to imitate. There's a lot of Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah, but coming from a very not musically inclined white boy. Yeah, I mean, you know, Corey, uh, not a singer. Not a singer. No. Not, not a rapper. No. In fact, he was giving the crown to Curtis during his rap, rap bits. And, and not a good um, dancer. Not a great dancer. Very herky-jerky. You're good at acting, though. You were. I loved you in uh, in the Burbs. Yeah, and in Lost Boys, and in Goonies, and in License to Drive. Yeah, and in Dream a Little Dream. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you can be like a, a triple threat, you know, quadruple threat, whatever. You'll be a single threat. Sometimes being a single threat is where it's at, baby. Being a threat is threatening. Exactly. Remember, that's all you got to be. Just that one threat, and you, bam, you threatening. You got it, baby. That's all it takes. Yeah. Corey, we love you. We want to see you do what you're good at. I want to see you do well, but I don't want to see you do music anymore. <laughs> also, that album was released on Sci-Fi Records. What's that mean? Sci-Fi, uh, let's, let's take a look at it real quick. Sci-Fi is C, little, it's actually big C, little I, big F, little I. C-F. Corey Feldman. Yeah. He's mm. released a single on his own record label. Have has that been no, but I'm 100% positive. <laughs> I am 100. It is not confirmed. I do not doubt. I, I am we, we have not gotten confirmation, not going to confirm Associated it. Press, not going to do it because I'm 100% not sure. Someone else can use their time to can double check. Me. Or if I'm wrong, send me an email at olapodcast at gmail.com. Does that exist? I that fucking exist? dare you to send us an email. Uh, I'd love to see an email. <laughs> I don't think you got the balls. Yeah. Corey, we love you, buddy. We hope you're doing okay. Yeah, man. Get yourself a therapist. Absolutely. Therapy, homie. 
Um, what should we do? Let's do. Um, I haven't read this one yet. What is this? Matt Reeves, director uh, of the new movie The Batman, starring Michael Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Um, not Michael Keaton. Robert Pattinson. Michael Pattinson. Michael Patton. Robert Keaton and Michael Patton. Michael Patton. Ma- Michael from Patton. Faith No More. Nope. Mike. Michael Patton, uh, Tulsa comedian, as the Batman. I won't watch that. <laughs> Be putting on overcrowded shows and bars. Uh, Matt Reeves talking about Robert Pattinson as the Batman, talking about what it would take to bring Superman into the world of the Batman. Robbie Pats. Um, Bobby Bats. <gasps> We can call him that now. Bobby Bats. Bobby Bats. Bobby Bats. You're not on Reddit, are you? Uh-uh. Um, Reddit, are they already calling him that? No. Ro- oh, okay. Completely left field here. Reddit, in the comments section, you can create a bot that mm-hmm. will just make automated comments when you give it a cue. Okay. You remember in Game of Thrones, Robert Baratheon, uh-huh. uh, the, the the first king of... um. Was he Bobby Bats? Uh, no, Bobby B. Bobby B. Bobby B. And in the Game of Thrones subreddit, whenever you type the name Bobby B, the Bobby B bot comes to life and gives you a Robert Baratheon quote. That's cool. Yeah, so people will sit there and just keep tempting the Bobby B bot in the comment threads. Yeah, yeah. And you'll see in all caps all these comments of like, I thought you were supposed to be my friend, Ned. You know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> um, love it. It's really great. We should do a Bobby Bats. I'm a big fan of... I don't um, know how to do that. Um... I don't know if you know, um, if I've talked about our free folk here uh-huh. on, on the podcast before. This is a, a subreddit, a Reddit thread, a Reddit group. I do not understand how Reddit works. Um, it, don't it, explain it to me now. I just want you to know. Our next episode that I don't entirely me explaining Reddit to, to you. <laughs> just, the next episode, let's just play it on. Next episode, no topics. Just Hilton explains Reddit to Zampino. <laughs> I love it. Um but Free Folk, our Free Folk is a subreddit where they refuse to let the producers of Game of Thrones forget how terrible the last season was. So to this day, now nearly two years after the end of that show, they are still talking about how awful season eight was. Okay. I love this group. Yeah. They're my favorite group on Reddit. Okay. Just beca- I, I, I like the idea of a group of fandom that just will not let the anger die. Man, but it's for the right reasons. For sure, you know? I, I I get it. I, like I said, I've been that angry over shows before. Yeah, that one didn't get me that bad. Yeah. Oh man, Dobby. Like, I, did I love it? No, absolutely not. It's bad. Nothing. It was bad, it was but bad. like, it's bad. Eh, whatever. I still want to go back and play in that world. I liked the rest of the show that much. I played through season four. Season five is when I started. To, season five is when I started to fall apart. Started to fall off. They knock off my headphones. <laughs> Hilton's good at this. My first Only episode. 200 plus episodes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. What else we got? Pick and plug it? What uh, what, oh, no, Matt Reeves else? talking about what oh, it would yeah. take to bring Superman to the world of the Batman. In a quote, he said, you mean if I could? Is that what you're saying? I mean, if something like that did happen, because I was very careful about, to me, what I try to do is I take, I did this in the Apes films, too, and even Cloverfield, this idea of taking one fantastical element and then have everything around it so it'll be as grounded as possible. I want it to feel emotionally real, make everything feel very believable. If suddenly in the Batman world, you discover that there was an alien that was Superman, there'd be a lot of shock. I mean, people would say, oh my God, and maybe that would be one fantastical element. But to be honest with you, that is not the intention at this point, to figure out how to make that come. Look, we should be so lucky that this is the world where people embrace, and they say, oh my God, we want to see what would happen when those things collide. I think if that challenge ever presents itself, 
It would be an exciting one to explore, but I'd have to try and do it through this lens. You know what I mean? And that is absolutely right that at this moment to me, the world is the place, this world is the place I want to focus. Fair? Yeah. So not looking to bring in Superman yet, wanting to keep his world grounded and wanting to let the grounded world be what shapes the Superman story if it happens. Right. I like it. I do. I like that as well. Now, the thing about this grounded Batman is we've seen this before. This, he got he he was spitting spitballs at the teacher. Then he got sent home and he's grounded. <laughs> he's, he's, on pro, he's 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 on double double grounding. No TV, no video games, Batman. Um, I like the grounded Batman approach, but we did that with Batman Begins, and then we kind of had a situation where two movies later the entire police force runs into the sewers to stop Bane. Yeah. Grounded could get ungrounded pretty quick, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? Because that, that wasn't grounded. You no hated no that entire police so, force. You hated that one so much. That's that fucking movie. Fuck that fucking movie. They break his back. And How they, mad does it make you that I like that movie? Um, I mean, I, listen, between that and season eight of the Game of Thrones, I don't want to say I'm judging you, I didn't say I liked season eight. I just said I'm not as mad about it. You accepted it. it. I'm not as mad about it. You accepted it. That didn't mean I accepted it. You, well, accept, you, you, you accepted it. I accept that it happened. Yeah, not okay. It did happen, <laughs> It did though. not happen. <laughs> no, Joe no. Biden won the election, Hilton. That happened. That happened. Uh. <laughs> no, the only thing that didn't happen, that happened. You're right. It happened. It thing, did. It happened. The, it wasn't good. The only thing that did not happen. I'm just not as pissed. The, season eight of Game of Thrones happened. What didn't happen was the Star Wars prequels. Okay, I'll give you that. I don't give a fuck <laughs> prequels about Prequels never happened. <laughs> no such but thing. But Batman 3 is not that bad. Dark Knight Rises is Dark not. Dark Knight Rises is bad. Dark Knight Rises is real bad. All right. Man. <laughs> I, I, I can't judge. I like terrible movies. I do, I, too. I don't know what a good movie is anymore. I guess I don't either. I like Sonic the Hedgehog. My hero is James Marsden. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> Kidding, James. Uh-oh. I missed it. He is so fucking hot. I almost forgot to, to do our patented James Marsden sound. Man, we watched a little bit of the John Mulaney SNL before we, we got on mic. And I got to tell you... Uh, segueing in from James Marsden to Tina Fey to 30 Rock, seeing Tina Fey on SNL and seeing her mention Tracy Jordan made my fucking day. Just having one of them acknowledge the other in the world makes me happy at this point. Didn't she say Tracy Morgan, though? Oh, did she say Tracy Morgan? I don't remember. What's his real name? Tracy Morgan. It is Morgan, okay. Because uh, it's Tracy What's Jordan on the name? show. I, I've i watched so much goddamn 30 Rock, I don't even I remember anymore. Um, like, the, like, like the actor, Michael Scott, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know Michael Scott's he, new movie. He played that character, Michael Steve Scott, Carell. in uh, Space Force. Michael Scott is doing great in Space Force. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Um, uh, so the one thing that I really liked about this episode so far, and uh, uh, my wife and I were just in the middle of watching it from last night, the uh, John Mulaney SNL. Correct. Yeah. Uh, because we're not up that late. Yeah. Uh, because we are at the age where, as Griffin said, and my brother, my brother, and me. If you look at the digital clock and there are four numbers on it, you have gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the, what I live by now. It's just so true. After 10 now, I start to get pretty fucking useless. That's my great. eyeballs do not want to function much. Even if, like, I don't know. It's one of those things. Yeah, anyways. Um, but they, um, 
in his monologue, he basically did, you know, a short stand-up uh, set. Um, I would say set, but any, whatever. Uh, and he was very honest in it about, uh, you know, having his addiction and going to rehab. The whole thing was about going to rehab and stuff. And Oh, really? And, like, make, but it was stand-up. Like, it was actually funny. Yeah. And but very honest and and I thought that was pretty cool, you know. I mean, he didn't really address that he was a real shithead to his ex-wife, yeah. but you know, whatever. You can't address all that in yeah. your in your stand-up monologue. Well, he's trying to he's trying to make people entertain people. Absolutely. And but I'm, no, no, like I said, that's just, you know, the the little bit of me that's still like mm, John, I love so you. Close. I'm I'm a huge fan of John Mulaney, huge fan. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he did his ex-wife dirty. Yeah. Uh just that's how it is. Oh yeah, you're aware. I, I yeah, <laughs> big same John. Yep. Um. So, anywho's, but I loved that. Like he just really out of the gate was like, I'm gonna do some jokes about all the shit that happened because yeah. it's obviously on people's minds. Yeah. Well, know? and that's the challenge. I mean, you 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 called me out. You know, as as a comedian who went through a very public, um, problematic period where someone had to call me out on some mistakes I made, you do have a choice in that moment. Do you make? Do you try and pull the lesson and pull some benefit out of it, not just for you, for the victim of your actions, but for others too who've had to see this story? Mm-hmm. If you're not trying to find the humor, trying to find the lesson, trying to find the good that you can walk away from experience from, then what the fuck was the point of you going through that experience? Well, and more importantly, how can you grow from it? Exactly. As, as a person going forward. And yeah. that's the important that's the important thing, and that's the reason why you and I are still friends. Yeah. So you've gotta when you when you make mistakes, when you wrong people, you have to make an effort to make it good and you have to pull that lesson. You have to grow, you know? <laughs> and if you can teach yourself and better teach others through your experience, boom. That's yeah. called being the best of being a human. It's a win. Yeah. Yep. All around. That's the only victory you can pull from those mistakes. So you're absolutely right. And that's the thing too. When you make mistakes, when you go through pain, on, on either end, whether you've been victimized or you victimized others, finding a way through it is the only way. Because otherwise, you release a song like Comeback King. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you're just sitting in it and then the cycle continues. Yeah, and, and you, we, we've got to grow from it. Whether we were hurt by others or whether we've hurt others, we've got to find a way to, to move on. Absolutely. So. That's well put. A, that's a lesson. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But in the meantime, uh, how about pick some plugs? I got it. Uh, I have no plugs. No plugs? No. Because uh, I don't do anything anymore. Uh, except for that I am working on a new project. Oh, yeah. We do have something. Is it here? It's here in this this house of the Lord that we have here. It is. It is. Uh, I have been working on a new uh, soundboard for it. If, it, if you want a little... Uh, Maybe just a teaser of what the subject matter might involve. Just a bit. Uh, this is the America that I know and love. Okay. We don't want your benefits. We don't want your welfare. Don't come knocking on my door with your bounty outie. Um, our, our Lord Jesus has certainly didn't tone it down for anyone. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for sure. Yeah, coming together. We've got, um, we just got uh, music finalized. Uh, we've got, uh, it's coming together. It's coming together. Very excited about it. Um, we will more details will come as we uh, uh, get closer to an actual release date. Yeah, I'm down. But yeah, uh, but as far as picks, you got a pick, don't you? Hilton Price. I got two. One's one's a normal one, but first, 
the dumb thing, I didn't write down the name of this company, but uh, you know what? They can pay me if they want to say it, if they want me to say it. But what's the worst part about a fitted sheet, that bottom sheet? Uh, when it comes up off the corner while you're sleeping. Oh, oh, that motherfucker comes off the corner. And if you roll around a lot, if you're a tosser and turner, yeah, it does it all the motherfucking time, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know what? People always want to put that. They always want to put the elastic just in the corners, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got the the long part of just normal ass sheet in between the elastic, where they're like, "That's so you can kind of fucking fold it." And you're like, "Nobody can fold a fucking fitted sheet anyway." Why are you doing this? I can fold a fitted sheet. Well, that's what I'm not like really fold it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I you, couldn't. I couldn't. But then three years ago, I, I I came out. Now I can fold a fitted sheet. Okay, fair. Yeah. But you you know what I'm getting at? Like it's it doesn't make it easier, quote unquote, to to fold a fitted sheet by having a little bit of flat part in between. No, the flat part actually gets in the way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so just make it elastic all the fucking way around. All the way around. We found one. Yeah. We found fitted sheet that are elastic all the way because the problem we have now is that a lot of the sheets out there are built for, like, pillow tops, right? So those corners are, like, 18 inches fucking deep, 16, 18 inches. We got that Tempur-Pedic cloud, baby. We got that fucking low-profile, talking about, like, 9 inches, like 9, 10 inches, right? So this guy, it's, like, 7 to however many inches that it can stretch possibly, Mm -hmm. but it also will hug tight as a mofo on your low-profile mattress. And yeah, rolling around all night long, corners not coming off. Fantastic. Sold like a motherfucker. Never been so pumped on a fitted sheet in my life. But as someone who uh, sleeps very poorly, yeah, um, I'm a very light sleeper. I toss and I turn. Uh, very interrupted sleep all the time. Little annoyances like the corner of the sheet coming up in the middle of the night will literally drive me into a fucking frenzy. Yeah. Right. So this is something where I'm like, I would legitimately advertise this fucking company uh, free of if you could just what, one free sheet, you get a year of advertising. Okay. How about that? One free sheet, two. We'll each do an ad. That's right. I'll two take, ads. I'll take. I love a good sheet. Yeah. Oh, good sheet. It's great. I even know how to fold the fucking thing. <sighs> just the idea that the elastic's all the way around. It's wild. I mean, finally, yeah. fucking finally, yeah. after all these years. Glad you found that. Uh, the other one, though, is um, the Netflix series Inventing Anna. Oh, okay. Have you seen? No. Uh, this, no. Is, uh, this is Julia uh, Gardner or Gardner? I don't know. Cool. Uh, from Ozark. Will you look that up real quick? Sure. Uh, uh, just p- pull up Inventing Anna and uh, the cast list. I don't know. Why am I, am I blanking? Is it Garner or Garner? Garner. No Garner. D. Okay, okay. So this is a true story about uh, Anna Delvey. Do you remember this story? No. Uh, she was the fake German heiress who like scammed a bunch of uh, rich rich folks. Hmm. Uh, click on Anna Sorokin right there. Yeah. Wow. Russian, Russian German. German convicted con artist and fraudster between 2013 and 17. Uh, Sorokin pretended to be a wealthy heiress under the name Anna Delvey. In 2017, she was arrested after defrauding or intentionally deceiving major financial institutions, banks, hotels, and acquaintances in the United States for a total of 275 grand. However, she was trying to get bank loans in the tens of millions of dollars to start a elite New York social club. Mm. Uh, but this, uh, the series, 
Uh, it's her, and it's uh, it's my girl. Oh, uh, Anna Paquin. Nope. No. Anna Ferris. Anna Klumsky. Anna Klumsky. I knew it was an Anna. <laughs> it was an Anna. You're right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, ironically, inventing Anna, uh, the Anna is not playing Anna. Yeah. How wild. But she is fantastic in it. Um, Anders Holmes plays her husband. He's fantastic. Um, the people that play the other writers in her writer's room throughout the series, their chemistry is fantastic. Hmm. Um, really, really entertaining series. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and the story's fucking crazy. Oh. I mean, it's one of those things where uh, you, you really see, like, uh, this is where we were going back to the beginning where... Um, you know, you see somebody on the on, on the surface, and uh, so much of what you see on the surface uh, hinges on how much you believe the words that they then say out of their mouth. Yeah, you know, and how that's a weird thing that just we as humans do involuntarily. You know, uh, is you know we see somebody and then we intrinsically think, oh well, that person seems trustworthy. Yeah. Based on what I'm seeing in front of me. Exactly. So that's going back to the thing about Pam. That's exactly what I was saying. Tying back into that is how, you know, yeah, so much of that that appearance that they're presenting to you uh, says a lot about whether or not you're going to trust them. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, the ones that look the most trustworthy are the least trustworthy. Uh, And that rings very, very true in American politics, unfortunately. Sure does. If only there was a show about that. I know. I know. Anyway. I've uh, got some picks, too. Uh, Marvel Comics, the latest series, the latest crossover series, Devil's Reign, has been uh, really fucking great. Um, always a big fan of crossover events over at the comic creators. Love just seeing them get together, all the big heroes for big events to tackle big issues. Who's the crossover on this one? This is bringing together all of our Marvel heroes, so your Daredevil, Fantastic Four, Captain America, Spider-Man, the plot is Wilson Fisk, the kingpin of crime. Kingpin, man. He's a dastardly Not anymore. Devil. He has given up that life. He has been elected mayor. Wait, what? Of New York City. A face turn? A face turn. And not only has he been mayor, he's been mayor for a while now, but he has decided to clamp down on superheroics and has outlawed. Outlawed. Outlawed? Outlawed. Who's outlawed? Is that a new superhero? new Star-Lord. Outlawed. 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 I can't speak today. I sound like Colonel Tom Parker. Um, he has outlawed uh, vigilantism and superheroics uh-huh. in New York City. Uh-oh. And anyone practicing such will be immediately arrested. Well, see, now he's back to the bad boy. This is bad, bad. He seems like he's a bad, bad, but he's doing it for the right reasons, he says. And this is all because... But they tried that with the Avenger thing. They tried it with the Avengers. With the Sokovia Accords. And it broke them up. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Man. Uh, and when, actually, are, when will they learn? Exactly. When are they going to learn, Hilton? So uh, the Fantastic Four, the Baxter Billion, Bill, the Billion, yeah, I told you you can't talk. Listen, it's falling apart at the end here. The Baxter Building, their home taken away from them, them put in jail. The Baxter, wait, what? The Baxter Building. Oh, 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 right. That's okay. where the Fantastic Four live yes, and work. Yes, yes, yes. They have been uh, cleared out of their building and put in jail, and the Baxter Building has been given over to Otto Octavius... Oh no, Doctor Octopus! Wait, so super villainry is good, apparently, but super heroics are no, bad. He's just a scientist. Just because he's got those metal arms doesn't make him a super villain. No, it's the super villainry he's <laughs> committing. <laughs> it's the crimes. 
He has been handed the Baxter Building, and in, <laughs> in, in a spinoff series, Devil's Reign Superior 4, he has crossed the multiverse and found other versions of Doc Ock to bring over here oh, no. to work with. Oh, no. And I know your first thought after our multiverse excursions in Spider-Man No Way Home is that this is simply other Doc Ox. Not quite. It includes Otto Parker, a young man who was bitten by a radioactive spider and grew additional arms. So you've got a Spider-Man octopus. Spider-puss. Otto Banner. Wait, wait, wait. Who's there? A young scientist who was hit by gamma rays and wait, turned into a Hulk with multiple arms. Is there a Doc Ock made up of smaller Doc Ocks? Not that I've seen yet. Okay. Not like Spider-Man. Okay. The best, though, is... Doctor's o Octopus. Is Otto Logan. Who Wolverine is Octopus. Wolverine Octopus. So all eight arms got claws? Adamantium eight arms. Yo, that's scary. Yeah, so you've got a Doc Ock, a Hulk Ock, a Spider Ock, and a Wolvar Ock. Wolvar Ock? In, in a story together. Is that together. what they call him? No. Okay. No. Uh, but I'm loving it. It's I like, would much prefer Spider Puss. Just like Devil's Reign itself is kind of... Hilton, a I need you to acknowledge Spider Puss. <laughs> I've said it twice now and you just rolled right by. Just like Devil's Reign. Is a kind of son a son of a bitch. Is a kind of a grounded series about these uh, political actions in New York and the politics? response. Uh, politics, yes, uh, politics in New York. Superior Four is balls to the wall crazy, uh, and I recommend them both. Those okay. are my picks of the week. Go check out Devil's Reign. Go check out Devil's Reign. Superior Four. They are a blast. Uh, pick them up at your little comic book stores. Do it. And then come out to the Starlight second Friday of March, March 11th, to see Draven, Christina Kuma, and C.R. Parsons. We've got a great lineup of comedians at the Starlight. March 11th. March 11th. Thank you. March 11th, 11th. The second Friday of that month. And every month, come see Laura and I in some of Tulsa's best. Uh, where's your go-to place to get comics? Uh, actually, I um, if I'm going to support a local store... Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Comic Empire, near 31st and Mingo, here in beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma. Nice. Uh, the oldest comic book store in Oklahoma. Okay. Now under its third owner. Uh, was recently sold to a third owner who was a, a, a big fan of the store. He's a great guy. His name escapes me at the moment. Uh, but stop in, pick up some of your local books, go raid the racks for a bit. They do new issues every Wednesday. They do pull lists. There's a discount on the pull lists. Highly recommend it. Uh, if you can't get out to beautiful 31st and Memorial, uh, 31st and Mingo in Tulsa, Oklahoma, go to your local store, wherever it is, stop in. They'll get you set up with a pull list. They'll help you, give you some recommendations. Getting into comics is easier than ever. Fuck, if you want some tips, drop me an email. I will tell you where to go. Nice. Yeah. Uh, another local plug, if you need a, a local shop to find your, uh, your, your punk and gothic gear, uh, right, right down the street from my house, uh, Boulevard Trash. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's a great shop. Yeah, yeah. If you if you need your your punk rock accessoirement, accoutrement, the as it were, uh, that's a, a great spot to go get all that stuff. They've yeah. got records, they've got gear, they've got stickers, patches, hoodie, you know, everything you, you can think of. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and locally owned. What's the best local store in your neighborhood? Guys, if you want a reason to come say hi, stop by the Facebook page, write Hell Michael yeah. or I an email. Tell us the local stops to hit in your town so when we come visit, we can check them out. Yeah, best local spot for blank. Let us know so we can, uh, maybe we'll start a new weekly segment where we just uh, plug local spots for different things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, help us out with that. OLAPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I love you. See you next week. Bye. Take it from me. 